Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. Retirement is supposed to be the golden years, when you follow your dreams. You travel, study, volunteer, take up motocross, show the grandkids what a dirt bike can really do. But the first step is getting there. And Jeff Green and Lauren Smith are here with some of the most frequently asked questions they get about strategic planning for that time after your 9-to-5 career. Let me guess, folks. I bet one of them is, can I afford to retire? Number one question (laughs) we get. Patrice, I'll tell you one question that we don't get is, how can I buy my first dirt bike at retirement? (laughs) (laughs) You never know. It could happen. The RV question, but I haven't haven't heard dirt bike yet. Let's take up motocross now. That's a great idea. That's funny. Uh, yeah, can I afford to retire? That's the that's that's the number one question and the number one thing that must be answered. I mean, that, this has got to be answered really. I would suggest years in advance, right? So you know, you start you know, Miss Planner over here. You know, Lauren is the, is the the planning queen and harps on planning, and as well she should. And, you know, sometimes I feel like a broken record or we or we sound like a broken record. But, you know, there's so many questions and so many things to think about. And can I afford to retire is the first question. But there's so many different things behind that question that I think make it so important. And that, you know, it involves what does retirement look like for you? You can't plan for the end goal of retirement if you haven't first decided, you know, in retirement, to feel fulfilled, I need to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, you know, before you can even decide if you can afford that, right. you have to decide what it even looks like for you. Yeah. So, I mean, we just interviewed somebody, uh, you know, I think that fits in right here to some degree, to your point, what does retirement look like to me? You know, Sharon Berkman, right. Of the Berkman method right here in Houston, um, is that we, you know, we just interviewed her and if you, she's one of our podcasts, if you, if you, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to that podcast because she brings up some great, great points about the Berkman method and how really as a retiree, how you find meaning in your life, because really you're, you're, you're kind of redefining yourself, right? Going back from work. And so now I think you bring up a great point, Lauren, because, you know, I need, we need to find out, can we afford retirement? But really, before we know that, what does it look what like is, for me? What is what retirement? Is, yeah, you know, that's I a mean, great point. And to some people, some people put a, put a number on it. I need to have $1 million in the bank across all assets, 401k, you know, pension, right. whatever. I need to have a million dollars. And if I do, then I can retire. And, you know, if you need $50,000 a month, a million dollars in <laughs> retirement is not going to do anything for you. No. If you need $1,000 a month, a million dollars might have made you work for 10 years too long. It all it's all relative to what retirement looks like for right. you. And, you know, that's what answers the question of can I afford? You have sure. to know the end before you can plan for it. Right. And that goes back to the demand you're going to put on your, you know, your assets, right? You know, the goose that's laying the golden egg. You don't want to kill that goose, right? So, again, to find out what me, what retirement means like looks like to you, I would highly, highly suggest taking a Berkman method, get, getting an idea for what really, you know, 
if you worked as an engineer for 35 years, right, that's all you know. And that's who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you retire, you're not going to be doing a whole lot of engineering stuff, right? You're going to go create your spreadsheets. And we have so many, we have so many engineers with our clients. They all have spreadsheets about on just about everything. And you're going to go do that. But that's not really going to be like all that meaningful to you. I mean, you're going to get sick of your spreadsheets after a while. So find out what it looks like to you. Find out what you want to do in retirement and then let a planner figure out how to get that done for you. Yeah, because once you have the end goal, you know, what we like to do with people looking to retire is doing a retirement feasibility study. And that's saying, okay, great. You have these assets right now. You need this amount in retirement. Let's work backwards and see if you can retire right now based on that. If you need to work for 10 more years, if you need to save a certain amount per month, per year, you know, there's, there's so much planning that can be done and answer that question of, can I afford to retire? But you know, a lot goes into that. What's another important question that people need to ask? I give up. You tell me. <laughs> well, one of your favorites, I think, is where will my money come from, right? So you've retired. You're used to getting a paycheck once a month, twice a month, however often you get paid. Right. Now you've retired. You've got money in accounts, a Roth IRA, an IRA, a bank account, an old 401k. How do you get paid each month to live your lifestyle? So that's a great question. It's like, how, you know, it's replacing the company paycheck. And there's really, this is a complicated question because most people just think over, you know, I'm just going to get it from my IRA or, you know, wherever the case for my 401k, but really it becomes a question of what is the cheapest form of capital for me? Right. So in other words, is it best to pull from my IRA and pay income, ordinary income tax on those funds? Or do I have other sources of funds? And if I have other sources of funds, should I not pull from my IRA? Well, sometimes it makes sense. Yeah, you need to pull from your IRA. You need to pay taxes uh, because if you don't pull from your IRA, you can, you know, begin to build up your RMDs that you required minimum distributions, which the government makes you take out at 72. And if you're, if you're, you know, required in RM, your RMD is, you know, X, which is far above what your needs are. Now you're just in bracket creep and you're losing money because you're paying taxes on funds that you don't even need to be using at the moment. What I think is interesting about this question, and people might not really think about this when planning for retirement and looking at the future, you know, well, where's my money going to come from? Okay. I've got an IRA with $500,000 in it. That's what I'm going to use. Each year is potentially different, right? Each year is a new tax resource. Yes. So what works one year might not be the most efficient way to take your money the next year. You know, taking 100% from your IRA in year one of retirement might make total sense, but the next year maybe taking half out of your Roth and half out of your IRA might make, make more sense. Or, you know, in the early years, taking a little bit more than you need to take out of your IRA what if we did some Roth conversions and then put those in a Roth? So now that they're growing tax deferred, tax free, um, you know, there's a lot to this that I think is easy to be overlooked when you just say, okay, great. I've got these assets. I'll just take from here. But it really does require a lot of planning to figure out where exactly your money will come from. Yeah. And I think you do a great job of that with our clients too, because every year you're doing, you know, we call it our, our income solver, right? You know, we, we figure out a way to find out what the most efficient form of capital is for each client every year. 
Uh, yeah. So what else we got? What's another, how many questions are we doing today? Cause there's a lot of questions that we could do. I don't know how many you want to do. Let's do, let's do one more. All right. So I think one of your favorite ones is how do I protect my assets? How do I grow my assets in retirement? Yes. You know, what, what I've got this money I've worked hard for, what the heck do I do with it? Yeah. How do I make it last the rest of my life? Yeah. So I think, and you know, today is July 27th. Okay. And, um, the Fed is meeting today and likely to raise interest rates by at least 75 basis points, although we'll, we'll find out around 115, 215 today. And the market that we're in is a very ugly market right now. So you have to figure out a way to invest your assets where you can withstand the downturns like this. What we like to do is have what we call our income bucket and our growth bucket. So our income bucket is invest, you know, you'll have about one to two years of your yearly cash flow. Let's say I need a hundred thousand a year. You'll have a, a, about 200,000 or so in cash and or cash equivalents, right? So very safe money. So we know where our, we know that we've got two years of income good to go. So if there's a month like in co- when COVID happened, where the market's just down drastically in a month, right. and I still need to go get my money to fund my lifestyle, right. I'm not going to have to sell at the bottom well, just to get that money. No, like so the rent's still due, right? right. Like, okay, the, the, the banks don't care. The credit card companies don't care where the market is. We still have to pay our bills, right? And so, yes, yeah, so we want to make sure we have that safe, that safe capital so that we can continue to fund our lifestyle. And so there's five years worth of income in the income bucket. So two years, like I said, is in really cash and cash equivalents. We're writing checks, right? And then we have another three years or so invested in what I would call a very conservative. I'm going to call it not a not an income, not a, not, a, not a bond portfolio, but an income portfolio, because that can mean a lot of different things in today's interest rate environment and, and where we find ourselves market-wise. So our income bucket is also very dynamic, but very, very conservative. Um, this is the, this is five years worth of income that we want to make sure is, is there for us and it's safe. And five years is not an arbitrary number. We didn't just, you know, pull that out of a hat. If you look at, first of all, if you look at statistics, any five-year rolling average, and Lauren's rolling her eyes at me because our listeners are about to glaze over where I go. Into the, <laughs> so, but you have about you have about a ninety-five percent plus probability of of positive returns. That being said, if you look at the most recent financial crisis that we had, the worst financial crisis that we can you know recall, that was two thousand and eight. It took five years to recover from that uh, that low in in really which kind of that happened in two thousand nine. But it took five years to recover. So. The five years is not an arbitrary number. It's it's a very calculated number. And so the rest of your funds would be, so you have your income bucket there, right? Five years. Then the rest of your assets, the way we like to do it is in what we call our growth bucket. Now here, our growth bucket is getting market type returns, or at least that's our goal, right? For market type returns. And um, we have a chance, we, you know, when we, when we experience markets like we're experiencing right now, the clients don't worry, right? Because- you know, they do worry. I'm not gonna, I mean, they, they, they worry. worry. Okay. But, but the reason it's designed this way is to take some, at least some of that worry and fear out because we've got five years to recover from in our growth bucket. So if, if 
And we try to manage strategically in the growth bucket. Don't get me wrong, but but if we're experiencing a downturn and in and our portfolios go down temporarily, we have five years before we need to replace anything in our income bucket. And we don't have to do it every year. If the market's down, we're not going to pull from the growth bucket to replace the income bucket. We'll wait until we have positive returns in our growth bucket to replenish that income bucket and, you know, move on down the road. So that's, that's a, it's difficult to explain on the radio here. (laughs) (laughs) On the radio, on the radio. Well, on a podcast, um, it's much better done in person and on a computer screen with visuals. But it has it's it's certainly a um, a, ma- a method to the madness. I think the point is, you know, of that question is just as you're planning for retirement, if you're managing your own money and not using an advisor, you need to have some kind of strategy, right? Yes. Because you're not working anymore. You're not adding to the pot. So, you know, we have a strategy that we use with our clients that. I should have just let you answer this question. I know. I mean, you just got so long-winded. <laughs> no, that's great. You're absolutely correct. So, you know, if you're planning to manage your own assets in retirement, people enjoy doing that, but go in it with a strategy and really make sure you think through, you know, what are, how am I going to get paid? How am I going to pay myself in months that the market might be down right. significantly? Right. Maybe even a year or two consecutively that the market's down cons- right. um, consistently. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. So have a plan, you know, have a plan for what your retirement looks like, have a plan for how you're going to invest in retirement, how you're going to get the money. There's so much planning that needs to be done. And, you know, if you just want an advisor to talk to, we're here. We're here to answer questions. I think I'm just going to let you answer the questions from here on out. You did it. You do much. So? You've done a much better job than I'm me. On a, I'm on a roll today. <laughs> That's great. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, I have, I still have a question. I go ahead. Oh, Patrice coming in with the question. Yeah. Now, this is all wonderful. Planning for retirement. You know, can you afford it? What do you want to do? Quack, quack, quack. But what if you you go into retirement, the plans are all set, they're working wonderfully. And a year into it, you say, I'm not happy. I want to go back to work. What happens? Well, that's okay. Um, And we have people that do that. Look, retirement, sometimes it changes people. And what they may want to, and by the way, we're all like this. What we may want today, it may not be what we want tomorrow. So, you know, it's okay to, to do that. And the planning just changes along with that. The planning goes to accommodate that. And a lot of that goes back to social security, Lauren. I mean, you know, you don't want to be taking social security, right? If you're working because you have to give some of that back and that's not a great idea to do. So uh, it just goes back into the planning process, Patrice. If you mm-hmm. if you decide, Hey, I want to go back to work. And many of our clients do, they do, they do contract uh, work, like, you know, consulting type stuff where um, they're, you know, 1099 type uh, employees versus W-2. And so all those things factor back in. And, you know, maybe it takes retiring from your first career to give yourself the time to then do something like the Berkman, where you really get a new, you know, a new perspective on the things that fulfill you and the things that you might be passionate about. And maybe it opens the door for a second, maybe a part-time, some sort of, you know, something that you can fill your time with Mm -hmm. while feeling, feeling fulfilled. And if that involves income, then we can help plan for that. And how, how does that fit in? When does social security now come into play if you're back working and maybe, it, but maybe it's like a nonprofit or maybe there's, you know, there's so many different things you can do in retirement and we can help you plan along the way for any of those. Yeah. You, but again, the retiree has to decide what it is that they want. Right. And so once they, once they make that decision, then we can help them plan around that. 
And how can people reach you so you can help them plan? Well, uh, Lauren, you answer that because I'm probably going to mess it up today. (laughs) (laughs) So you can go to our website, www.greenfinancialgrp.com. You can give us a call, 713-244-3030. You can shoot us an email. It's lauren at greenfinancialgrp.com or jeff at greenfinancialgrp.com. And follow the Green Zone podcast to make sure you know when a new episode is ready. Share the fun and information with friends and family. I'm Patrice Sikora, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests.